listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is rural when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. I was thrown off by the rural. I know. I, I was going to say I'm not country Jen, but... <laughs> I'm just not Jen. You're not. <laughs> and you're also not country Jen because there is no country Jen. <laughs> it's no such thing. But imagine that's my new persona. Ooh, country Jen. It's like you sound like a bachelorette contestant. I know. With those weird jobs. Contest. What is it? Like clothier? Clothier? No, he, we're going to have to discuss a little bit of that. <laughs> I think we have to. Yeah. Um, guys, we're your resident best friends here to help you along your relationship journey. Whether that's on The Bachelor or not, <laughs> just think of us as your very own little fun fairies bringing joy to this process. We're sprinkling love dust all over the damn place because you know dating sometimes is a bitch and we are your dating community. Takes a village, guys. <laughs> and bitches are bad. So bitches are We're here bad. to combat yeah. the bitches. Um, and we bring you the show weekly with our stories, tips, and expert guests to help you navigate the complicated world of dating and relationships. So help us in the podcast world by doing your part and rating and commenting on our show. We want to hear what you think. We do. Do it. This is probably the only time a female might ask for your opinion. So please give it to us. We are welcoming your opinion. So give it to us. Find us at It's Complicated Podcast. Um, unsubscribe and resubscribe if you're having trouble not getting the show sent to you every week. But if you do that, they'll just get sent right to you. It's so super easy. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere, like all over the places. So just look. It's Complicated Podcast. And then make sure you tell a friend and you share. And it's just helpful for us, guys. We spread the word. Okay? That's what we need. We need mm. you to, to help us make it less complicated for everyone else. Exactly. So, you know, um, just we're going to bring you some fab offers and we everything. It just keeps the lights running. It keeps the lights on here at It's Complicated for you guys to share and for everyone to see and spread the word and make the village bigger. We like a small village, but like maybe we have the biggest village in the world. Also, it doesn't help if you have knowledge, but other people don't because then no. you're dealing with the dodo. Don't hoard it. Right. So, for instance, I mean, we'll get into that in a bit. Let me slow my roll, but I clearly am passionate about what I have to say in a bit. We also have someone who's very passionate. It's chef and author of Meal on a Spiel and How to Be a Badass in the Kitchen, Alana Horowitz, and to discuss how your ability to cook can actually affect your confidence in the dating world, the importance of learning to cook before marriage and children, and we're not saying just for women, no. don't get it twisted, The uh, why vulnerability is sexy, Mm-hmm. And the difference between Italian and American men. I'm sure that goes for like European men and yeah. American men. But like there's a lot of those in big cities. And if you're dating in the city, this could be helpful knowledge to you. Mm -hmm. So Alana was born to parents who defrosted lean cuisine for dinner. You guys, she taught herself to cook because the kitchen was the only place in her house where her mother couldn't find her. Sounds smart. <laughs> um, in her 20s, she had an epiphany that took her to Italy for five years. Like that's a fucking great place to have an epiphany at. Yeah. Um, or Very, to pray be, love. She was ahead of her time. Totally. Um, then she worked in bars, fell in love, fell out of love, ate her way through the peninsula and garnered life experiences she would one day write about. While devouring every aspect of local culture, she learned to cook from an Italian mama in a Tuscan villa. Okay, if I yeah, want, I mean, sorry, hello. If I did that, I would also be happy to learn to cook. But yeah. I'm like teaching myself in my like cubicle. Right. So, but I mean, I think she's going to make it fun and give some tips. But yeah, that's yeah. like the ultimate way to learn. She to makes cook. it user friendly. Yeah. So she was, and mostly because she was a former high school history teacher and comedian. So she like has a funny spin on things and can break it down for you like in a rudimentary way because she was a teacher. So she started Meal and a Spiel cooking school to empower people across the country to cook passionately with confidence, intention, uh, intuition, and love. She has a BA from Brown University and a master's from Middlebury College in Florence, both in Jewish-Italian studies. That's a thing. Yeah. She has been featured in Real Simple, The Huffington Post, and Good Day LA. Her ultimate dream is to live in a world where everyone shares love with one another through cooking. The way to the heart, through the good. belly. I mean, it sounds good to me. And there's just so many creative ways now to cook for whatever type of diet or whatever you're eating so there's that too yeah. so everyone can join in married single man female y'all gotta eat yeah um oh, there's country jen y'all y'all oh she 
she came out. She's a, she, I think she was invited. You invited she her. She was invited. Well, while y'all are over there thinking about country Jen, I am <laughs> trying to prep for a baby in a house. And it's like a big responsibility. It's kind of like an emotional roller coaster. It's like, you know, you're trying to trust that it's all going to work out, but there's like only so much control you have over it. But it, I am finding that it's good to lean on the fact that I have comfort in the teamwork that I share with James. And I actually kind of compared James and I to Jen and I the other night when we were talking about like, I was talking with a friend about like, sometimes I feel stressed out, but then like, you know, my partner's not really stressed out. We were all saying that. And I was just kind of like, yeah, I, uh, I feel that exact same way with James and, and I actually noticed it first with Jen. Like it just, it happens like you can't, you can't like make it happen. It just does. Like when I'm stressed out, James isn't when, and and with this house process, it's really kind of showing because there are days where I'm like, Oh, should we be doing this? And he's like, it's totally fine. And then there's some days where he's stressed out. And just like, I think when you find a partner, that's that chemistry that we've talked about in a past couple episodes of the new year, like that you just kind of can't make happen. I think you can work on it and you can communicate about it, but it's just sort of there. And it's like this choreographed ballet that we always talk about. But um, yeah. And I think I'm getting like signs from my gram because I'm like asking so many questions about like, do you think this is right? And and then like, I'll see things like that are like very obvious or um, things will happen that I'm like, okay, I think this is my gram telling me this is right. And then there was also this sign where you had the dream about my cat. It was so and, vivid. And like, I think pups trying to send you signs. I mean, I think there's a lot of signs flowing around. I think it's just because I'm like at a transition where I'm like paying attention to stuff like that. And so it's just like in the air. Well, I keep telling you, I think your baby is going to be pup reincarnated. I hope it is. Well, your baby is going to be mean then. <laughs> Bubbies, but well, like me, because yeah. Bub always like me, so I'm fine. My baby's gonna be a total dick. No, I think your baby's just gonna be very selective with his love, and that's okay. I don't want him to do that, but, but no, you do. You're gonna be his mom, and you're gonna want him not to love everyone and be a hooker. Yeah. You're gonna True. want him to be selective, and but I don't want him to be an asshole no, kid think, baby where like other people aren't allowed to hold him and stuff. Well, he's not gonna hiss. Oh, he might cry, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's going to do his own version of that. Right, he is that baby. But maybe Pup, reincarnated, has learned some lessons, and he's yes. coming back, and he's not going to be quite as dickish. Also, Pup wasn't a dick his whole life. It's just something happened. I think he had a neurological issue. Okay, well, that <laughs> could be. That does not also, happen. it was hard to communicate with him, given that he was a cat, so we don't really know all of the things. I think That's he true. was communicating with me, though, through my dream. Maybe what he was saying was he past and is now in the next space because in my dream he was dying which yeah. was sad um but I think he um maybe has crossed over and he's getting ready to come back and that was the whole thing Bobbies! I know exactly I hope so so before we bring Alana in real quick so I went on a one-hour date the other night and I was hesitant to go on this date to begin with because of the date he suggested it was like the most lazy idea oh. ever and it was like a micro of a macro where I was like I, uh, I'm i going to just go, but like I know in my gut, and I say this all the time, and I always say I need to trust myself, but then you hear people say to you, you're just being too picky, you're high maintenance, and like yeah. I hear that in my head, and then I also am like, how am I going to meet anyone if I'm so picky, and I need to put myself out there, but then I'm also like, wait, no, no one else is dating these people but me. Right. So... If no. you don't like it, then you don't. Right. But it's also. And guess what? I was right. This person was so lazy in his attire. He was lazy in his approach. Oh. He was boring. He was negative. He was like depressing. It was oh. like, honestly, pulling teeth to get through the one hour I was with him. Yes. So I just need to trust myself. But the thing is, is I've been on these apps and like swiping and like trying to like feel like, okay, the holidays are over, you know, swipe and start getting back out there and do all the things. Yeah. Um, and I actually felt really refreshed about it, but I've come across some really boring like matches. Like they have no. nothing important to say. They address the fact that I have a podcast. They st- like don't continue conversations. It's just very lackluster right now. No. And of course, I, I'm still hopeful, but I just feel like there's something going on in the world where there's like a rut, yeah. a general rut. And I don't know if maybe other people are feeling that, but everyone I match with and like just some other girlfriends have been like, yeah, it's just so uninspiring. I'm not Maybe it's meeting the- anyone I'm passionate or even can get to a date with because the conversation just dies. Maybe it's the time of year. Like maybe people are coming off of like busy holidays and they're back to like regular life and it feels like a lull. 
maybe or maybe they're focusing on themselves which honestly I'm fine with but then like don't swipe and don't match and don't say things like how is your like okay there was a couple guys that I matched with yesterday and I was so annoyed because they both started off by saying something to the effect of oh no you're a podcaster using this for ammo so of course I used it as a teachable moment so I'm going to just very quickly yeah tell us what for you also while you're finding that I just want to say that I think you're allowed to trust yourself and then also have a voice in your head that says, okay, but maybe I still need to see for real because kind of the only way to know if you're right or not is to go and do it. And you can either tell yourself, you know what, I'm not going, if I have this feeling, I'm not going to go out on a date at all and even see for sure because I don't, I'm past saying yes to that or you accept the fact that the only way you're ever really going to know is to go on the date and then say to yourself okay it's fine like I could have been wrong but I wasn't and I went on the date and now I know for sure no regrets move on well the other thing is I could have had a phone call first and I really should oh, be doing well that. then so do that. that there you um, go but so this guy writes me hi Jennifer spells my name with two ends which is a big no-no like, because it's already you're like not hello. paying attention right my name is literally above where you just wrote that it's on the page where you're writing me right so spells my name wrong then wrote, I'm I'm sure you hear this constantly but wow you have a gorgeous smile Aww. then he wrote oh no dot 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 you're a podcast host so is all of this just ammo for the podcast to which I respond Ugh. Meanwhile, I took a day because I was like, I hate this guy. Do I unmatch him? Do I just right. leave him on ice, like unread or whatever? So I decided to write back because it's a teachable moment. I, I appreciate the compliment, Cameron, because that's his stupid name. Um, I wrote, however, I'm disappointed in your questions. I'm looking for someone confident and not insecure or worried that I will talk about them. Sadly, not a match. I wrote that. Fine. I, I fine, also said fine. something similar to another guy who went through the same sequence of questions and then was like... That's got to be a fair question to ask, right? And I wrote, I mean, nope. And then I was like, uh, I mean, it's not unfair. And it's like, they're obviously, they're like, you know, they're. But like, get, like, maybe just, like, talk to me first. See yeah. what my intentions are just by chatting with me. And then right. like, dig in. Like other yeah. people have done in every yeah, other situation. Not, because not everybody does that. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, so I know it, yeah. it can be done differently. Yeah. So like this is just so frustrating so I write to this guy I was like no why would I go through the process of writing a very thoughtful profile and like doing all of this just for that ammo right that's like Like, stupid no so then he wrote also basically accusing you of not being here for the right reason exactly so I address that um I can't refer to it because he unmatched me after I sort of went oh. late into him. But I'll <laughs> tell you from memory because it only just happened like an hour ago. Um, oh, so then after I respond saying like, I why would I go through the process of creating a profile and, and all of this stuff? He wrote, oh, good. Glad to hear it's not for that reason. Um, how was your day? I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. He just did it. Now he did this. I was like, Bleh. so I again sat on that one until today and wrote him. And I was like, hey, so unfortunately I'm really looking for someone you know that's confident that's not questioning my intentions and motives for yeah, being on already, this app yeah um and that it supports my ambition and my career so um while I appreciate your backtracking um <laughs> I also do not appreciate your very lackluster uh question about how my day was so this is not a match <laughs> I mean what uh, and then whatever. He, wait so he wrote me because I saw it in a notification, but he also unmatched me, which also tells me he's a dodo no. because he didn't realize I can't see what he wrote me back if you unmatch me. What an idiot. So anyway, I'm not like I need to see what he said. But no, it sounds like you just know ugh, that that's... These yeah. people, man. It's I really mean, challenging. But I do have a date after the show. Okay, well, that's great. It's and we need to get you set up for this date. That is also good. Let's talk about that in a second. Before we get into that, though, it's time for the nightcap. The Stardust Marg... We're going to need some of that. Well, you're going to need some of that. I'm going to just have a virgin, which is like lime juice and soda. But it's going to be fine. Um, It's a recipe of Alana's. You guys, she's a chef. She makes drink recipes. It's all great. We like this drink because it's the name of the jazz club in Rome. um, And that's like a great where um, Alana used to go and work, I believe. And um, it's a great date night spot. Just FYI, a jazz club, you guys. Like, I mean, maybe not the first date or you could, but I'm just saying like, you know, if that sounds like a lot to you, like do date number three there. Like, that's great. I think it's actually a great idea because there's ambient music. Yeah. You can talk about the performance. Like there's yeah. so it's much different. that goes on. Sometimes it's different. there's like people that show up and perform like, yeah. Who knows? 
Anyway, and um, a lot so Alana worked at this jazz club in 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 um in Rome, and she learned to make this drink that's like a naturally skinny drink. Um, and we know what you're thinking: a Mexican drink from Italy. It sounds like it doesn't fit, but we like to step outside of the box when it comes to dating and drinking. Date someone that's not your type. Drink a drink that might be slightly off the menu for you, and just let yourself be pleasantly surprised. So, cheers to this Italian Mexican extravagaganza i'm gonna imagine that the tequila tastes very good right now oh yes i'm psyched cheers she's here to cook up some dating advice and give us some confidence that will keep it hot in the kitchen and every other room in your house too welcome to back to the show alana yay thank you so happy to be here with you ladies with you women it's round two it's like dessert we're the having second you course. In. I know. Second gosh, course. how long ago was it that we had you on? Gosh, it was a few years ago. I think you guys were just getting started. Now I you're mean, like now famous. We're, we're famous. professionals. We're definitely. It's like almost too hard to date because I'm so famous. You know what's? I bet. You know what we're not as famous about, and by famous I mean good, is cooking. I mean, <laughs> you're like, good at it. I'm all right, but I'm not fucking Alana. So no, let's be so real here. It's okay, baby steps. That's why I'm back. I know. That's why we need you because we're kicking off the year with all of these new things that, or like not new, but like things we want to focus on. So one of them is, you know, getting good in the kitchen. Okay, that's great. I support you. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's just dive right in because obviously we got to cover some of the hot topics like single, taken. It's complicated. I'm single. Same. Cool. Um, okay. And like, is there a reason for it? You're just focusing on you. Have you been dating? Give us the landscape of where you're at. Well, I'm single until I'm really taken. I'm not like an it's complicated type of person. There's no gray for you. There's not really a gray for me. I mean, I may date and I may explore and I may take my time exploring, but until it's like really committed and I'm really wanting to commit then I'm single and so just a matter that's of that's fair the right I like guy that yeah yeah creating the right lifestyle for my life for myself and having someone enter into that and um do you think yeah. having dated in like Europe Italy specifically has made it different slash more difficult for you here in LA like did you prefer that because I imagine it's much different well, it, there was definitely a change. I mean, first of all, we have to realize I lived in Italy throughout a lot of my 20s, okay? okay? And yeah. so now I'm in my 40s, and that is a different time. Um, I will say that I never had a bad kiss. Oh, no, okay, maybe I had one. <laughs> um, I had maybe one bad kisser in Italy. I mean, there. I but I, I find a lot that I have um, kissing issues. Like, sometimes it's hard for me to just get past the kissing here. Because they're bad. Oh, Okay, so that's a thing for you, and it was not a thing in Italy? Not a thing for me there. And I'm, like, a big into kissing. Like, for me, kissing is, like, the most important thing. It's so important. And I've had so many bad kisses. And so I don't know if that's a cultural thing. It may be that the men over there are... I think they're actually more in tune with their feminine side. And kissing is... Perhaps feminine. You have to get in with the flow, right? It's sensual. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's one thing that's been more challenging for me. On the other hand, I think that, um, I mean, American men can also be like really solid men and really hardworking and of like give you their word and they're of their word. I think they're not, you know, they're not looking, well, look. You don't know, but they're not like looking to get married and cheat. Whereas, like in Italy, they call it like matrimonio in casa. Like you're married in the house, but like oh. on the outside. And that doesn't mean all men cheat at all, and it doesn't mean all women cheat. They're just women more, cheat there too. But yeah, they're loose. Yeah, I, so I do think on the one hand, it like it did it make it harder for me. Yes, on the one hand, I've been I grew I, I my first real big boyfriend was Italian. My experience was dating Italian men, European men. I'm used to men who are like sophisticated and know and are cultured and know about art and are very conversational. They have things to talk about. I'm having a really hard time talking to people. Mm. Like talk about something. Yeah. Not women. Definitely not. We have plenty of things to say. But men, I'm like, say anything. If somebody asked me how my day was one more time, I swear I'm just going to tell them my day was shit because I met you. Like... Mm. Honestly, no, well, you just don't, don't want the general lame unthought so question. Yeah. Like ask me something important. I asked somebody the other day, I was like, what should I know? What's something interesting about you that I should know that's not in your profile? Mm-hmm. Like, that's let's a just great question. open it up. 
Yeah, but you're also an interviewer by nature yeah. and slash for your job. So, and, and I understand that you're at a point where you just like don't have tolerance for it, but it's Bored. also, you are much better at it than the average bear. So Thank you do you. have to do a little leeway for oh. the others, for the other layman's. Yeah. I mean, people need to be able to feel comfortable and, but I do think, I think the Italians are like very conversational by yeah. nature. You know, and maybe American men might be a little closer to the heart. Keep it a little bit closer in. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think dating in two different places like that. I'm sure you've pulled what works for you and doesn't. But yeah, it's different to date in L.A. Dating in L.A. is hard anyway. So I'm sure that all of those experiences have come into one thing for you. And I'm sure there are times where you're like, I wish it was more like that. And then sometimes you're probably like into the way it is here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's like a happy medium. I do love European men, but I think there's something really solid about American men, too. I can see that. I feel like I would agree with that, too. I don't I've never dated really. Well, I've dated a European guy, but it was not I mean but yeah he lived here and he was it wasn't I didn't notice like any crazy differences but I could imagine that it would be there would be a lot of big differences but then well they're like, also very cute in Italy I mean let's just can we talk about that absolutely I mean, they're very cute and so and they also I'll tell you something that's also amazing about Italian men is they really love women and they don't you know that it's known that they say ciao bella right uh-huh. hello beautiful they don't reserve that only for the beautiful women they aren't walking down the street and saying ciao bella to the tens or to the nine and a halfs they may see a woman who is like fat and maybe not maybe they don't even want to sleep with her Maybe they don't right. find her attractive, but they can still see the beauty in her. Aww. And when they say ciao bella, they mean it. They are speaking to what they uniquely find beautiful about her. So when you're walking down the street in Italy and man after man says ciao bella, ciao bella, ciao bella, they're looking at what makes you uniquely beautiful. And as a result, you feel beautiful when you're walking down the street. I and mean, that's awesome. So do you think that is the big distinct difference between... American men and Italian men that they're able to see the beauty in everybody like would you or what is or what is the big difference well I think it's I think American men probably are a little scared to just call every woman beautiful well, because there's because we've yeah. trained them like yeah. don't look at me just for my object don't objectify me right. and Whereas, especially like, I'm now. sorry please just notice me for my beauty I I, I want to be recognized for my beauty yeah right yeah. and like not even just your beauty but like why Alana's beautiful what my Versus beauty like yes right like I feel like I mean, just in this culture and this dating climate that it's almost impossible to get to a point where someone can even really know you because there's so many options. So they're swiping or they're distracted by social media or there's like just so many other things that keep people from going deep that it's hard for somebody to even recognize your beauty because they don't take the time to even get there. That's. Well, that we're all the. I mean, I'm guilty of that too sometimes, right? I'm. I mean, I can't even stand when people write me, "How's your day?" So I don't go deep yeah, with them. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like the passion is what's missing in dating in the United States. It's more procedural, mm. and maybe it's, it feels almost like a business meeting, like mm-hmm. or like a like you're scheduling things <sighs> and you're getting to the thing and I you're doing a you. coffee or you're doing a drinks or you're rescheduling I don't know I mean I guess it doesn't feel romantic in the least bit but also to me I think that for the first time or two it does have that transactional feel because there's nothing built there like you have to I think build up to that I mean it can be I don't know I just feel like that's hard to get to I felt like that on my first date with James but I knew him before like I had but hung he out he also planned this like magical night he, he did her up, he did go but downtown he, he did like but night. I think it's also because it wasn't like some random on a dating app I don't think he would have done if he was on he never was on dating apps but if he were to have been on a dating app I don't think he would have planned that. I mean, we had been talking for like months and hung out a couple times and had a mutual friend. So I think it was like the stakes were a little higher. But I'm just saying, I think there's room for that transactional shit to, to for it to feel like that for a little bit. But then it's got to, the, the potential for it has to be there. Otherwise, there's no date number two. I think the first date is kind of very like, I mean, a lot of dates I went on, all of them felt like that the first time well there's also the car thing in los angeles here too it's like okay you meet someone you want to go on a date like you have to go through traffic you get in a car you have to find parking you you know then you have to like get to where you're going to sit it's down stressful. and then it's a it's kind of stressful where in italy 
most likely you're just like walking through somewhere gorgeous and then you're like oh, let's have a coffee and okay and we have a coffee and it's like it's magical, it already you know? feels more romantic it feels more yeah. romantic and so it might be easier New York might make that a little bit New York easier is fun to date New York's yeah. fun to date and you can like yeah. adventure and it's not so like well, I have my car, so I can't go to another bar because I can't drive, and then I don't want to leave my car here. How am I going to get it tomorrow? And, like, and you might be more e- willing to hang out with someone because you're like, do I want to hang out with that person? I have to drive 45 minutes. Whereas, like, you know. It's easier to get to the date. I found when dating in New York when I lived there for a little bit, it was faster. Like, you want to go on a date? You would go on a date like that night. Yeah. It wasn't like you had to plan because he lives in Venice and I live in West Hollywood. It was like, it does geographically like shit like that being in Italy or New York. It does make a difference in LA. That's why we say the struggle is real when when you're dating in the city. Because here, those things are part of the struggle. If you live in a different part of the United States, it's different. But here, that's one of the big ones. Wait, okay. So now speaking of dates, I'm going on a first date after the show. Oh, amazing. Love. We're eating. Okay. So now how do you feel about eating on a first date? And does the choice where the person picks to go affect your decision if you really want to go out with them or if you like them at all? Wow. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. No, I mean, one, um, if it's a first date and I've never met them before, I probably don't want to eat with them <clears throat> only because it's like harder to get out of there. Um, and I used to not be judgmental about where they chose to eat because, you know, I just want to give people a chance. Now, actually, I am judgmental, but not in a necessarily negative way, but it's more like, okay, I know that if I'm going out with somebody who's really interested in something, let's say art or sports or whatever it is and it's up to me I would want to do something that really interests them that would be up to their level so if a guy knows that I am a chef or a cookbook author and he's putting very little effort into where to go eat it's just showing me that first of all we might just be in different planes like there might we just might not be living in the same world and he might not be putting out out that much effort and yeah, there's it's on another vacation. There might just be like a difference of the level of sophistication. It's on another level for you because that is your wheelhouse profession. So going to eat does have a different weight with your but judgment. Try and impress you. An amazing little taco stand, and I would be happy. Well, like, right. It doesn't need to be fancy. It no, it just that's not what you're saying. Yeah. Effort to appeal to you. Yes. Okay, so I was saying that before um, you arrived that I was asked to go on a date last week and. What set me off originally, and I wish I hadn't actually gone on the date because I knew this was a thing, was his suggestion for where we were going to meet. He picked a very basic location. Like, I go there to eat with friends, like, after yoga in yoga clothes. I'm not going to go there on a date. Kind of similar to the guy who asked me to go to Mendocino Farms for a date. I was going to say, was it Mendocino Farms? No, this was the Belmont. So for those who know LA, the Belmont. But that's okay. But that's okay. He lives in West Hollywood and I live in West Hollywood. There's like one million places that pop up every day. So I actually responded to him and was like, maybe should we try somewhere different? And I was very polite about it. He's like, sure, what are you thinking? He couldn't even go and look on his own. So I gave him five options and he picked one of them, which was, uh, I liked all of my options, obviously. But... Immediately when he suggested the Belmont, I was like, that's such a lazy choice. That's like such a go-to. Like that might be Mm. his spot. Maybe Mm. he didn't even research. He's not like, oh, I'm interested in this girl. Let me like take her somewhere where we have a chat about something that's like interesting about the environment. I think though, I do, I totally agree. I'm not disagreeing at all. I also think though you have to build up, like he doesn't know you at all. So like there's only so much effort that's he could ask a, though he could have said is there anything you like don't like yeah that's like, true he could have gauged anything about me from a conversation and it said it made you feel like you were one of a million dates right and that's a not yeah. a good or yeah. and or that he's lazy and I'm like I don't want to date somebody that doesn't want to put effort in I put effort into everything I do yeah that is just a sad you want to see attempt for a little making. more effort from the beginning yes. however effort like trust and love and chemistry and all those things kind of well, chemistry is maybe not, but it's kind of earned too. So there's yes. also that balance there where you're like, you don't know me. And yeah, maybe the Belmont was like a specific choice because this guy dates a lot. And maybe he's like, I am 
want to wait to get to know her so I can plan a nice date. I don't even know her really now. And also you don't want to talk too much on an app because like that's annoying too. You kind of want to get out and get on the date and just like get to know somebody in person because that to yeah, me. Jenna, I think it could go another way. I mean, I think if that's his neighborhood place, I think to meet someone in a neighborhood place is actually like if you go there with friends, it means you like it. Like it's just a first date. But if you go there with friends, that's a place for friends. It's not for romance. So the guy tonight yeah. said yeah. to me, what time are you free? I told him eight. Then he said, do you like sushi? I said, I do. So I got a oh, follow well, up those text. Are good. Those are good. The next day saying 8 p.m. at Nobu it is. Lovely. That's great. Because he said, okay, that's the time she's available. So that's when I'll make the reservation for. And she already confirmed she likes sushi. I'm going to go find a good sushi place. Yeah. Lovely. So I like that. It doesn't take a lot. That go. does not take a lot. That was good exactly. questions. Yeah. yeah. It was literally two questions. Yeah. What time are you free? Do you eat sushi? Well, I think that if that's what you like, then you can just say that's your standard and end of story. Exactly. And end of story. Yeah. Don't even like Don't bother. even go. Don't even waste your time. Exactly. If that's what you know you need and like. Then yeah. That's like care about what I like and try and impress me a little. A little. A little. Just even a little. You don't have to spend all the monies. Like a taco stand. Like I want to take you to a cool taco stand because I think you would like it. Then yeah. I love that. Right. Absolutely. So I, I just ate from a taco stand today. Oh, did you now? It's real good. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, those are all over L.A. too. So if you do date in L.A., right. that could be a fun thing to do. And they're usually pretty good. And inexpensive. Do you have a favorite one in L.A.? Um, a taco stand. Well, yeah. you know, there's this place in downtown L.A. and the Arts Districts. Oh, am I going to remember what it's called? Maybe it's called Chewy's. And it's like right near Zinc that... It's right in the arts district and it's literally a hole in the wall. There is a little oh. window in the wall and they like serve these crispy, delicious tacos. Oh, I love crispy. And I found it like just having parked and I was starving and I was like, oh my God, there's a taco. I'm just going to sit and eat a taco and ate two. And then it was like delicious. I think it's called Chewy's. C-H-U-E-Y. Okay, oh, well, we need to look that up. That, but like, but yeah. I mean, that's making me want to go and eat crispy tacos. Mm -hmm. oh, so fucking good. Yum. Yeah, I had some the other night. Anyway, the point is, there's plenty of places to go and the yeah. internet is your friend. So use it and don't go to your boring go-to place if you want to impress anybody. Don't go to the boring go-to. Okay, now, if you're looking to maybe spice up like cooking and you don't want your boring go-to like tortilla and dumb taco meat, but you want like something a little more fun, uh, we got a couple cookbooks here. They could help you yeah. out. Yes, we do. This okay. we're learning how to be a badass in the kitchen. Yeah. You so, guys, first of all, the meal and a spiel cookbook is so beautiful. Let's just talk about that. Well, it's Jean. It's like a I mean, I don't even this we're gonna hold this up in our photo that we take so you guys can see it. It's denim and like copper gold and mm -hmm. it's, it's a work of art definitely really. I already know where I'm putting it on my bookshelf so that you see it I was hoping you could put mine somewhere that was like maybe there or something anyway but also Lauren it's spiel spiel it's, I know I, yes. yeah I wasn't Yiddishing it enough she she's usually know. really good she actually yeah. knows when our holidays are and like makes me celebrate them, so. I wasn't Yiddishing right there I just was phonetically pronouncing <laughs> yes, but it's okay it's spelled like spiel but pronounced like spiel exactly. I mean what in the fuck is this Oh, ziti pie. Is that what that, that is? What is that? Well, yeah, that is what you would call a tamburello di melanzane, <laughs> which is an eggplant pasta drum. Um, and it basically, for those of you that can't see it right I'm now, I'm just looking at a photo. Imagine a cake that has grilled eggplant on the outside, and then when you cut it open, there is pasta on the inside, and in the, that pasta, there's a tomato sauce and burrata. Only the so, best things of that you can world. imagine, right? Yeah. yeah. By the way, easy. I have taught beginners to make it, that. It, yeah. Okay, I mean, so, I would love you guys to have that sitting on your table when you have a date come over. I'll do I that. Mean, uh, okay. Yeah. So wait, that's, so that's a good staple. That's a good. Okay, hold on. That is. Where, you know, we're talking about these cookbooks and like how to be a badass in the kitchen and get mm -hmm. confident and stuff. But like you got to start somewhere. So that's one uh, main question we had here. Like, do how start? do you start and what is a good recipe for somebody who is like starting? They have some skill, but they kind of want to still impress, but you're not going to overwhelm like that. What you just that that ZD pie thing, whatever it was. Exactly that. It looks, if you guys can't see the photo, but it looks really fancy, but you're saying it's not that hard. So there's a lot of those in this cookbook. Yeah, it's, it is not that hard and I have taught beginners to do it. It's not one of those things that takes, you know, just two seconds to whip up. It doesn't take 
two hours to whip up either. It takes a. It takes. I mean, it, it takes pasta. a solid hour. It yeah. takes okay. a solid hour. Okay. But while you're cooking that, you could be getting ready for the date. You could be drinking some wine. You could set the mood. Okay. Since I'm talking to you guys who are self-declared beginners in the kitchen. Yeah. Right. Am I understanding you yes. correctly? You do not yet feel as though you are badasses. In no. The right. Like no. I cannot just like. I things measurement wise I can't just like from memory remember recipes I can't go to the grocery store and even imagine what I want to put together if I have things in my fridge I cannot put that together either I can okay, do so some you, of that stuff but I'm not an expert okay, at so all. Jen just mentioned like four or five elements that I think do ma- could make you would make you a badass in the kitchen so if we want you to be able to do those things walk into the grocery store know what to get open up your fridge know how to put it together not measure eyeball stuff etc the other so all of the things how do we get you to do that okay so first of all um pat myself i mean i i wrote a fucking book yeah if you sit on your couch on your couch or in your bed because i wrote it to be read in bed and it's a beautiful book by the way i just saw like pictures of italy gorgeous food like i want to marry this coffee table if you read the book and it's not boring i mean it's like it's well, a you're funny, funny book. Thank you. It's a funny book. It's edited by a comedy writer in Hollywood. I mean, it's a, it's like, it's, I made it, made sure it was a good read so that it would not bore you. Okay. You will really learn a lot of that. Okay. okay. It's not, I'm not just giving you recipes in here. I'm telling you yeah, there's how stories and, and why yeah. recipes work so that you can exactly free form things in the kitchen. So one is, let's just say, okay, yes. To people out there listening, get my book. You don't want to get my book? What do you do? Well, then just don't expect that you're going to become an amazing cook overnight. It does take a little time. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It took me years. So either if you're not going to work with you know, my information, then get other cookbooks or whatever it is that you want to work with. Start reading your recipes in bed. Don't just take them into the kitchen yeah, right away. Yeah, get a foundation. Get the foundation. Read what's going to happen so that you're not surprised when it tells you that you need to add the burrata and then you're like, oh my God, I don't have the burrata. This is yeah. happening. I don't know where it is. <laughs> like, you know ahead of time right. what's going to be also, happening. Also, which things you need, like supplies. Exactly. Like, they throw a peeler at you. You're like, I don't have a peeler. Well, my book says you don't even need a peeler. Well, there you go. So, that, so yeah. now Goodbye. we so, buy a peeler. And then the other thing I would say is like, don't make that eggplant tamborella for a date before you, like, don't, you know, that doesn't, if you don't feel like a badass already in the kitchen then I would say why don't you practice something before you invite someone over for a date for it once you're like I am a badass then go for it like make new stuff for a date because that's fun but maybe for you you would feel less pressure if you practice first on Lauren Mm -hmm. or me and then you were like I totally know how to do this I totally can make this and get dressed and ready and feel great all at once. Because you want, that's what we're talking about too, is like how this confidence in the kitchen translates into your dating life or your everyday life. But we can say specifically dating because that's what we're talking about here. Like right there is a direct correlation, right? Like if you know on the date night that you're cooking for somebody that you're doing something that you feel confident doing, you're going to lead with that. You're going to feel that already. So like you're going to know, you're going to be like, I want to not only might know that like my raccoon which by the way is not hard to make oh that scares me oh no but you could do it trust me or the you know my steak or my pasta is gonna be so good you're like I'm gonna like dress so like it's like I'm gonna double you know I'm gonna double like that's gonna I'm not only gonna taste good I'm gonna look good yeah it is going to double whammy that yeah and that is the goal so I actually dated a guy fun story here um who would harp on me about like not cooking for him and it was very annoying because a couple of reasons. One, I was always going to his place and I'm like, I don't know your kitchen and I'm not going to the grocery store, buying all the things, schlepping to your house in the valley, then cooking for you. Like there's although, too, way although too many steps. if you if although if you were once we get you to be a badass in the kitchen, that could be super hot. Yeah. Could be. And also, can't you prep things in advance so that, yes, like, of course. No, you don't you have to go, sit there and do all the things? You can walk into a man's kitchen and just make a meal. Yeah, you can. You what if he doesn't have all the accoutrements you need? You, You'll be you fine. Will th- you, will, you will already know what you're doing. And then you will say, do you have, you don't need a ton of stuff, by the way, to make a great deal. You say, by the way, do you have a microplane or do you have, like, a, do you have garlic in your house? Do you have olive oil? You're going to ask for what you need. Yeah. And, and if he says, no, I, you know, for something you need, like, a food processor he's on a food processor well then you're just gonna make something else like yeah. you're yeah, ask, it's yeah. super hot to go into a man's house and make food and let, let him clean it up it's in his kitchen yeah. it's actually less stressful exactly. I mean is there a world where like you're dating maybe for a bit and you're like okay I'll cook for you but I need you to go to the grocery store 
go get all my things. No, because you, you as surprise a them. No, you in order to ensure the quality of the meal, you need to yeah. ensure the quality of the ingredients. But you can have them carry the cart. Yeah. Okay. You know? But like, also, it is hard to say like get this at the like I need a thing of sour cream. Well, like they might get the non-fat one, and then you're like, oh fuck, that's not gonna. You know, it's like hard to give all the details like right. that. It's just easier to do it yourself. I sure. think it is. But what if? Okay, here's what another if. what if. Yeah, let's go for what if. We're gonna throw them all out because go I am the it. single person who go needs to it. cook I'm it just in my solve life. Your problems. Okay, so what if? You're very busy throughout the day. You're working. You're exhausted. But then you need to eat food. And you're like, I wanted to cook. Like, what would be a good recipe that doesn't take that much, uh, that doesn't take that many ingredients so you're not like so exhausted at the store and then you go home and then have to cook the thing? Is this for you or for you and a date? For you and a date. Or even for you. Let's just say either. Either. What's a good go-to that looks amazing, Or you and your partner that you're already dating. Like, one of those. Yeah. For me... Um, okay, I'm going to assume you, you're going to have an oven. Yeah. Okay. okay. And yeah. I'm going to assume your oven has a broiler. Yes. Okay. I'm talking like eight minutes, like dinner. This is what I do when I'm like hungry. I could be, it could be a work snack for me. I take a piece of salmon. All right. And I put, um, fresh lemon juice on it. And then I put salt and pepper and th- dried thyme leaves. I drizzle some, um, soy sauce or tamari on there Ooh. and olive oil Love and then that. maybe I put the thyme on after that yeah. because I'll take it off and then I put it right under the broiler for seven eight minutes Ooh. I mean boom done and like and a salad salad done I've never you done know? fish under a broiler yeah like it's that. amazing that that's really easy so that's like maybe not I mean first of all it's delicious and you could totally impress a guy with that but that's like you're dating whatever oh yeah let's go you know what let me just pick up some salmon I'll, I'll do that in a few seconds Another thing well, that I like that, I like I'm just going to whip that up. Yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds more fancy than it really is. Right. And then now that you break now, down you the process. Do you bread at all or no? Sure. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes. When it's worth it. Right. <laughs> when it's worth it. So like I also teach people to make crostini and there's a whole chapter in here on how to make crostini. But like you can make crostini with cannellini beans or crostini with burrata and roasted Ooh. tomato. And I think that crostini, a salad and a glass of or, or two of red wine and just a bar of dark chocolate afterwards is like a great light meal. Yeah, that's also you great know? and, and like easy. You can eat two pieces of them and let your boyfriend eat five, you know, yeah. or ten. Like it's that that is, I also think, a really yeah, let me just whip that up. And it's also so, different. It's not just like I don't even know, like chicken or whatever. Like well, that. I, I would also say chicken. I have a great chicken that takes twelve minutes. Chicken with herbs of Provence. But, how but do you I would do a have you have a grill, yeah. a grill pan. Oh. But I use the grill pan a lot in my book, and I have all my cooking students buy a grill pan. But I'm sitting in front of you women, and right. I don't want to make you buy anything right now. Yeah. I want you to work with what you have. I like right. that yeah. starter. But fish is a quick thing. I also thing. think you could go for pasta. I could, you know, in here, you'd show you how to whip up a cherry tomato and basil sauce or, you know, some other pasta sauce that's really quick, and you can make it with a good gluten-free pasta. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of options yeah. for that There's now, too. There's a whole too. bunch of options for that, and that is 20 minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Also, I will say this. So I order my groceries because I like to do things like multitask. So like if I'm sitting here and watching like my TV show, let's just say, I order my groceries for the next day from Whole Foods. And I could always go through, like how you were saying, don't just like surprise and wake up and decide to make a recipe. Like I could sit on the couch with your book. I could order my groceries. I could make sure I have all the ingredients I need. It arrives by 6 p.m. the next day because I can pick my slot and then I have them. Right. Although, you know, sometimes they're missing an ingredient and then they don't bring it to you. True. Well... But you're gonna have you're gonna have the staples in your yeah. house. Yes. And here's the thing: anything like this is what I love about you, Jen, is that like you may complain about dating a little bit, but it is important to you, and you do it. Yes. And that's <laughs> the same thing. So if like feeding yourself or feeding a man is important to you, and like honestly, I would think more about feeding a man because I think that would motivate you more. I'm not saying that for everybody, but I think that would actually maybe motivate you. You're like, you know what? I want a boyfriend that like is going to appreciate my cooking, and I want to get good at cooking. Like that might actually yeah, motivate you. Yeah, it to- is a motivator. That's a motivator, and then you have to create the time for it. Right. I well, mean, also now we talk. We talk a lot yeah, on this show about it's like, I mean, yes, what you're saying, Alana, it makes perfect sense. But also, like, we talk about taking care of yourself and paying attention to yourself and all that. And it's like if you are the type of person who 
maybe just sort of has like a frozen meal or you just don't really you eat whatever is in your fridge and you don't really fucking care you can't then expect yourself to now all of a sudden care about meals for somebody else like you I used to kind of cook for myself like Mm -hmm. I would play around with things and do so like it wasn't a stretch for me to then go do that for somebody else so if you if it's something that you want to get into cooking for anybody listening like maybe start and of course like you said Alana you have to start you're going to test this recipe on yourself first or see if you're going to get good at it. So then when the date comes over, you feel confident. Do these things for yourself. Like why not make really fresh, nice, good meals for yourself? If you're interested in cooking, start with you. Like any self-care you would do. Like That's what I'm actually doing. Yeah. That's fabulous. Mazel tov. Thank you. That's exactly what we want. I have to eat. Therefore, I shall make myself food a couple of nights a week. I'm trying to do like three nights a week. And then also like I'll have leftovers for lunch. That's a lot. I'll see what I like and don't like. I realize I I really love um, scallions. Scallions? Oh, yeah. yeah. Green, green onions. onions? Love. Love it. Me too. Right. Love. Are you vegetarian? I can't remember. Um, sometimes. You know, another thing I like to do, like I honestly sometimes get like chicken or lamb sausage and I like heat them up in a pan and eat it with a salad. Oh, like, I think I can that's be so super good. Lazy. Yeah. And it's like you could put that inside of a... Um, uh, a kale leaf or a collard green with like other veggie type of stuff, or and, like, like Brussels. You could put them with Brussels sprouts and, like, Brussels. and mustard, and like make a little sandwich. I mean, it's you know sometimes I just put a sweet potato in the oven. I'm and I so bake hungry it, right and now. I put like cinnamon and olive oil. It doesn't. It can go oh, simple. I love totally simple, yeah. and that is uh, that little extra thought to like with a cookbook would help you with you starting to understand like the way things taste and spices and stuff like yeah you put a big potato in the microwave but if you do a sweet potato with these extra little things it's like in the oven and and in the oven but like that right there is a side to like maybe the salmon or whatever you're making that's like that is could be a great date meal i would totally love that if you're like come watch it doesn't have to be dinner but that could just be like a snack Like, let's watch a movie. You know what? I'm going to put these sweet potatoes in the oven. They're so good with cinnamon and olive oil. And he's going to be like, oh my God, I just ate like hot sweet potato in this woman's house. Like, he's going to love it's that. It's like yeah. fa- in filling and heart. Anyway, I love that with the cinnamon on the olive oil. That's freaking great. Wait, meanwhile, though, also, so not just women, but men should also learn to cook. Anybody. yes. like I already said about how I don't like people's ideas for dates, maybe if you were to invite me over and cook something that I would like because you asked me a couple questions about what I eat and don't eat, and you want to show me your ability in the kitchen, I'll bring this, the great wine. That, that is that. Yes. Now that I really respect. If yes. a man is like, I want to cook for you, even if he's not fantastic, like I really, first of all, that's it's the effort. Balls. It's like, the he's going to cook for me. Yeah. Like that's awesome. For you especially. Yeah. yeah. Yes, for you especially. Yeah, and it's a generous act and it is sexy. It is super men cooking sexy yes I think I would imagine it's sexy for anybody to watch somebody cooking for it's a great gift it takes effort it's nice it's like a a uh, an attractive thing to be good at that. And I like it. It's like nurturing. Like they yes. want to feed you mm-hmm. and they want you to be happy and they want you to like the Which thing they make. Which is why they like it when you do it for them. It's the, all the same thing. So right. basically why, I mean, maybe this is, that's the answer to this question, but like what role do you think cooking has in the world of dating and relationships? Well, I mean, it's like almost asking me, what do I think? What role does sex have in it? Well, it it could be the same answer. It's very similar. I think it is. It's an act of sensuality. It's an act of generosity. It's um, it's an act of receiving, right? You're receiving. It's an act of sharing. It's an act of connection. I mean, literally, when you make a meal that is, and when we get you to like level two badass and you're making some risottos and sauces that are like, you know, mind-blowing and it's like whoa I mean it sets the pace I mean you just want to go from the kitchen into the bedroom or just stay in the kitchen or stay in the kitchen or or stay in the kitchen are there any foods that you recommend incorporating into the sexual life I mean sometimes they're messy like putting food into the bedroom type of thing yeah on your skin sure Sure. I mean, I, I don't know. It could be like chocolate or yeah. honey. I mean, that's not. Yeah. Like I mean, the standard. Sure. Ones. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I also love the flavor of skin. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So you don't want to necessarily. But yeah, it's those not, things. It's not, but that could be fun. Yeah. Of course, anything right. can be. Pl- I mean, first of all, if you're cooking in the kitchen together, you don't necessarily have to have sex in the kitchen when you're cooking. But it's like, here, try this. Yeah, that's you like know? the foreplay. So, so right. Like, it's like sharing this, and lick it off my finger. It doesn't even have to be off your finger. It could be off your spoon. Oh, my God. Just smell this. Mm. I mean, it's. Yeah, yeah it's a it total is. erotic. It is. Build up that is happening. And it's I feel like 
anything can be floor play. I think you can take a walk in the morning and that's part of the foreplay about for the sex that's going to happen that night or even the next day. It's yeah, like, true. Right? Cooking, well, connecting. It's cooking, connecting. Connecting, yeah. especially for women. On yeah. a, some yeah. sort of level, whether it's about being in nature and having a nice conversation or and just like spending time together and you're on that walk or cooking and really like appreciating what each person is yeah. bringing to that process. You know, as you mentioned nature, I thought of it like nature. Like, okay, when you're nature, you see beauty, you smell beauty, you're yes. feeling beauty. It's the senses. It's the senses. And that's what sex is. I mean, sex isn't just about feeling good it has to smell good it has to taste good it has to look good Mm -hmm. it has there's all of your senses are activated and so cooking activates all of the senses it does if you're really full and you don't want to have sex okay so that's the other thing i don't necessarily i agree with you i think going directly from eating to sex is not it's hard it's a little hard so i would say also don't overstuff yourself that's hard for me. I always overstuff myself when I eat. Okay, but you can also just like you just have, to tell yourself, have no. more yeah. later. later. Like yeah. go a little bit more Italian style, or you could say, oh "My God, it was such good." You know what? I'd love to take a walk with you. Like, let's go take walk a walk it off a little bit. Yeah, walk and then you don't get a little tired. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, and you keep mar- moving. Marijuana is legal. Like you could. Yeah. I would say don't smoke before cooking and eating. I but maybe a little puff afterwards. Yeah. Like helps digestion. You know, I also like digestive enzymes. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You can yeah. sometimes I hand them off to guys like they're that's cool like you know and it's like yeah and by the way there doesn't mean you can have an amazing fabulous sexy cooking session and end up kind of falling asleep but you might wake up in the middle of the night yeah right true you know what i'm saying and and even you might not and you might not and you might wake up in the morning and be tired but that afternoon yeah. you might recall how sexy it was in the kitchen and then so the sex is even better keep it in mind when you're cooking if you're you know looking you you have to you know things don't just appear out of nowhere you have to have the attitude um, it's like asking for a sign, right? Like you're not going to get a sign unless you ask for it. So if you're thinking about sex while you're cooking, that's going to sort of sort of stimulate the whole process, whether it happens right after or a day later. Well, it's the story with aphrodisiacs. Is that a real thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like I mean, when I lived in Italy, they, in Italy they say like spicy, like red pepper flakes is an aphrodisiac, and also seafood, like clams, mussels, yeah. and stuff. And so, I don't, I don't know if they actually are, but it's kind of fun to play with that. You know, you, you know, it's sort of like. I don't know. It's sort of a funny. Oh, they say that claims are an aphrodisiac. So I had chopino the other them night. To you and, yeah. And, and what happened after the chopino? I'm trying to think. Did we go home <laughs> and go to bed? I think we probably had sex before that or something because it's like too late by that point. No, but I mean, yeah, it's. I can imagine now. I'm thinking of Italian food and eating that, and I think they're. I mean, I put red pepper flakes on everything. So, but um, that is, and all. I mean, that's probably hard to make. Chupino, yeah. Chupino takes a little bit, yeah. It's good though. Yeah, it is good. And you buy all the right fish, and you have to make yeah. them right, and like make sure they open and don't stay closed, and all the things. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's totally doable, but it is like a, it's a bit of a process. You but I can see how doing. something yeah. like that might be kind of sexy. But like you can yeah. make yeah. pasta, like first of all, you ready. Can make, I do pasta with mussels and clams in here, mm-hmm. but you can also just make those mussels and clams without the pasta, and just True. like have that as like a delicious appetizer. Yeah. By the way, there's no reason why you can't have appetizers, have sex, and then go finish dinner. I mean, I don't oh, know. I just feel like there's no love rules that. here. There is no right. rules. Yeah. But like, okay, so let's say that that's the plan. So you ha- let's say it, you have the appetizer ready, then you eat it. Then is there something that cooks long enough that you could go have sex and come back and it's ready? Like the yeah, it would have to thing. be like a casserole or yeah, some sort of like lasagna yeah. or something. Right. Or you or you whip it up. You whip up a pasta after. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't you think there's work this up an thing appetite. of like first you eat then you have sex is like that's ridiculous like have them come over in the afternoon have a little snack if you're already you know if intimate you're not trying to like it's not you know, you're already intimate then right. go enjoy yourself in the afternoon and be like okay I have all these delicious ingredients like you want let's go make them I want to make you something delicious let's go in the kitchen I mean how yeah. fun is that that's so fun I so love fun. that stamping the nice sexual adventure with a good meal that's but I would have fantastic. to feel confident and I'll get there we're well, getting we're, gonna, we're there. getting there you have, the, you have a Bible in your hands. Right. I just gave yes. you a Bible, girl. Yeah, but this is also what people say about doing the work. You have to actually do the work. So if the you don't just wake up one day and you're a great chef. You have to actually start somewhere. So you have to start somewhere. it's your job, if you want to start cooking, to actually start cooking. So that's my job right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm that's your in doing a good job with the starting of that. Your Thank job you. actually is to well, keep cookbook. cooking. Yeah. I, exactly. Get in bed and read it. Enjoy it. I love it. It's beautiful. Thank I you. actually it's also very big. So it's basically my new boyfriend. It's really cute. <laughs> Um, why do you think it's important to learn to cook before marriage and children? And this is for anybody listening, not just Male, women. female, yeah. human. Yeah, so 
so listen, I've been teaching cooking classes for the past decade. I would say a majority of my students are moms. Dads, of course, are welcome, but the majority of them are moms, which means they already have children. They are people that before they were moms, they had careers, they had careers. And now they're like, okay, I was a lawyer. Now I have kids. They might still be working. And they're like, and now I have to feed my family and my husband. They're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's too much. They're like, and I don't even know when I have time. So it's like you have way, for as busy as you think you are when you're single, you have way, way way more time so now is the ch- is an opportunity yeah. to be playful you're not having to cook in order to impress someone it can be something that is playful for you sometimes I tell moms they're like married to men and they feel pressure to cook for their men and their men don't like their food and the kids don't like the food and so they don't yeah. want to cook Ugh, and, say, and then it's like you feel unappreciated so and you're annoyed yeah said, start cooking for yourself tell them have your husband take the kids out for the afternoon and then take them to dinner but mommy's having a play date in the kitchen so you cook but you you don't you have no expectations oh I love that no audience no audience no pressure no pressure oh my god that is so smart plus you get time with yourself which is nice yeah and that's how I learned to cook I mean when well I did learn to cook a lot in Italy and I was cooking for an Italian boyfriend and that was fabulous but is that the one that that's the one that was mad at you for giving the dark meat to the dog yes remember that that story yeah it's so funny that's in this book but a lot of, of my cooking I learned being single you know I was just like in my kitchen I was cooking I was playing it was like "Hmm, what am I gonna do it's like I don't keep a television in the house I do watch movies but um you know it's like read a book or cook and I like to cook yeah god I love that advice that's great advice thank you yeah I mean we also like can make the time let's say what like an easy recipe could take what 30 minutes to an hour it could take even less right so you have that kind of time you can make you can it I mean carve out instead that kind of, of okay time. yeah here's the thing sometimes you make an order for Postmates and it doesn't come for 45 minutes in that time you would have made and eaten your dinner right you can also put together a soup which might take you half an hour to put together and then it needs to cook for several hours and like you're getting on your computer and you're editing your podcast or you're it's working planning. on your stuff it's planning I mean right. this and I'm great at planning yeah. so lemon, I should be able to do this this lemon quinoa cannot take uh, more than a fucking hour and it looks oh, no. really good that takes that takes, it takes as long as the quinoa minutes, takes it, yeah. for the quinoa to cook in the rice maker and then it's it just takes done. a few other no minutes. this is uh, this looks good and this is easy and soup. totally a great impressive meal that's actually a great girl meal like i make quinoa for myself and that's like what I, i'll eat that for like you know two days this looks good and i also like how you have a pesto in here that is made from arugula mm, arugula that, pistachio see yeah that's different yeah it's different and then you can say you made that and like have your arsenal of recipes that you make and then expand on that and then you're this like expert person and to make a pesto, all you need to do is either, well, I prefer that you make it in a Cuisinart or food processor, but if not, if you have a blender, you can do it in there. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. I, so I don't, so in my head, I'm like, I'm going to register one day with my husband for these like bigger kitchen appliances. Don't wait for him. But also I don't have room because okay, so, I live in a large but, studio okay. apartment, but I don't have the room for those. So I'm like, I'm not going to spend the money now. I'm going to wait, wait though, till later. What's with the one space? thing or two things that, that you, you think need, she that Jen, needs yeah. that it's just that like maybe easy. you do shell the money out. Yeah. For. Yeah. What I would shell the money out for. Um, as a single person in, let's say, not a big kitchen, is a grill pan. Okay. And I And that's just a pan with the... With the ridges divot, on it. Divots, and yeah. I personally... Like, like a cast they can iron be, one. They can either be small, with like a, but then they have a big handle, or you get a larger one that covers two burners. And Ooh. I would prefer you get that one. It's, they're the same amount of storage space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I'd get like... a. I would get a Vitamix, but that is expensive. But can, you could get, get a, a really Nutribullet. That would work. And that's smaller. No? Yeah, you can. But I'm just telling you, if you <laughs> wanted to shell right. out something, yeah. we talked about shelling out, like yeah. you, that will last you through your marriage. And it's amazing. That's and true. you can make pestos and soups. And you can have amazing smoothies and nut milks and stuff Hummus like that. Hummus and blah, blah, blah. All of this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. And you have to invest in yourself yeah. if you're going to become this. That's a I'm very... not saying you need to have a vitamin. I'm just, I'm just saying if you asked me for two things right. that I would get yeah. Grill pan, as a single vitamins. person, that's okay. what I would do. Okay. okay. Well, those are great things. Okay. So yeah. then um, do you think that there are any food trends that are coming our way? Like you'd asked if I was vegetarian and all these things that, you know, keep coming up. There's paleo, there's keto, there's what I don't even know anymore yeah. what there is. There's so many Yeah, things. I do. I think there's a trend. I think it's called balance. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I like that. Yeah. 
It's called balance. It's called omnivore. Like I don't, I do better without eating grains. Like that's just me and dairy. I, I There's a few things that I don't do well eating. Like I don't do great with eggs, dairy, and grains. But you know that about yourself and you'll tailor I, the meals for but that. But I also like, I need to be like, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not religious about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm able, fortunately, to not be religious about it. So I can eat some grains. I eat bread when it's worth it. I'll eat pasta when it's worth it. If there's like some really incredible cheese, I'm going to eat it. Like every once in a while, I have some eggs. So it's just, I just find that it's about that balance is really, I think people becoming on these really strict diets is annoying. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to eat with them. Now, what yeah. if you're dating somebody who has restrictions? Like, for instance, I don't eat red meat or pork. Okay, I don't think that's a big deal, though. No, that's not that or weird. Or what if I was vegan or vegetarian only, I mean, and then my other person was like, do I have to make them meat because they eat meat and I don't? Like, I don't want to even touch it. No. No, but... No, absolutely not. If you have a strict... I be, believe that if you have a strict, like, I can't, can and will not eat these things, maybe it's a, a religious thing, maybe it's a, like, it grosses me out, or maybe it's an allergy... I'm sure the other person you're with, unless they agree and eat that same way, it's not going to be an issue. If they don't, they probably are more free with what they eat and they can be creative and make things for you and them that work. you're a healthy eater. So I don't think it's actually wrong for you to say, I want to call in a guy who also is like, has is health conscious around his eating. I don't think that's yeah. actually so picky. I think it's just like to say, I like to eat plant forward meals and someone who can appreciate that. I mean... Doesn't mean he's not going to go eat burgers. I eat right. burgers. Yeah, he can find like, do it on his own. But, but yeah. what about like if he's like, no, I love meat. And like, what if I only want to cook whatever? Do I, I mean, I should probably also have a few recipes I, to like appeal to I everybody, mean, you could, right? You could try know. to. I mean, I don't think someone that rigid is sounds like an asshole for other reasons, not I, just food. Is he moving in already? I mean, no. let's cross Definitely that. not any time. Well, I think you could make that work. That, there is no heat. that line so. when he moves in and you get married. Put his find meat out whether in the Vitamix and give him a meat smoothie and call it a day. Well, I mean, yeah. it kind of goes both ways, though, because like what if that person's cooking for me and... He's like, I don't want to make just whatever you eat. Well, you would compromise. Sometimes you would and sometimes you wouldn't. He could make himself a steak while he's cooking other sides that you could put. He's going to have plans with friends. He's going out to dinner. He has lunch. Like... I, I don't know. I He'll think get that, his meat from other I meals. Think yes. If you make amazing meat food, later. we're talking about you making amazing food, <gasps> yeah. amazing food that just happens to not have pork or red meat in it. You'd be we're, surprised. We're not yeah. Focus on what's not there. We're focusing on what right. is there. It's and there's so many options in this book yeah. that are like you. They're not going to miss it. Probably. Exactly. Well, they shouldn't. I don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you so guys, many things out there. there are so many things. Okay, one Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. So we're going to end on this note. What do you, people don't like to eat out because it's so expensive. And so obviously we're talking about cooking and whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you, what is like a good Valentine's Day? Like, yeah. I don't know, something that's kind of like you, that makes you feel romantic. It could be different for anybody, but it like. so different for anybody. But I think it's something that's like not the thing that you make every day. Yes, that's smart. You know, I mean, we brought up, okay, so Jen's not going to eat this, but we brought up rack of lamb. Something like, special. I, I love, first of all, I love rack of lamb. I, I do too. you could kind of almost make it whenever you want to, but I think that is special, you know? Right. We talked about even a seafood pasta. I've mentioned risotto. I mean, it could be anything that you are, you know, maybe it's something, you're trying something new. But you know, something right. special, like something, if you don't eat red meat, you do like a lobster tail or something. By the way, yeah, I, I have listen. like a turkey bolognese that is like mind blowing. Oh, see that? Yeah. I would one hundred percent. And it see? requires broth. I mean, it's not just like turkey and tomato sauce. It's like turkey with freshly chopped herbs, and we're going to use like really good broth, and that broth is going to get soaked into the noodles. Yeah. I think it's really about what, look, it's about putting your heart into the food. It's not a matter of what it is. It's how you do it. It's got to taste like love. But I like the idea of what you said. It has to like make something new, make something special, something different that you don't make on like a Wednesday. I mean, unless it falls on a Wednesday, but like I would be disappointed if somebody were like, let's just stay home and cook. And what we cooked was what we always cook. Yeah. If we were to like try and impress and do like some sort of special dessert and like anything that really appeals to the senses, well, like the more s- like romantic. Do it together. You could say, you know what? I have this like really new cookbook that my friend wrote. And do you want to like try out a couple of recipes from there? Let's each pick That's a recipe fun. and make it for each other. That's I mean, fun. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. There you go. Or like take a course or like I'm going to be the chef for this and you're going to be my sous chef. I'm going to be your sous chef. Okay, I can't sous say. Chef. Sous chef. for the next course. And like, 
doing it together yeah. is also part of the foreplay and the sexiness. There's and- super. There's there's no rules. Yeah, I love it's it. No just what's fun for you? But you know what is. Uh, like kind of a necessity is a good cookbook and oh, this one is the one like you guys it looks good it's beautiful there's tons of great things in here who doesn't like a, a lot of Italian food which is like the basis of some with of healthy California influences as well which I is mean, so you guys, my jam this yeah. is what we need you to all invest in and then start off your new year with like this new fun thing that's an interest to you and you can share it with others, girlfriends, boyfriends, yourself, all Speaking of it. Speaking of which, yeah. we've been watching The Bachelor and now we have like a group of girlfriends we watch with on Mondays and Ooh. everyone brings like something to the table. It's just sort of organically what happened are you this gonna way. Make? Yeah, what should we do next week? Well, Give us so a that's the thing. So in Christini? talking about that, okay, we're going to do mm-hmm. a Christini. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll pick some things and we'll tell them each, everybody's going to bring a potluck thing. But for Valentine's Day, if you're like doing a Galentine's Day, maybe we yeah. everyone orders this book and that's your gift to yourself and each other and you make a wonderful meal together and it's you're practicing cooking with your girlfriends. So you're enjoying sweet. a delicious yeah. meal. I love that. And it's going to be such a fun time. It doesn't have to be sex-based, no. but yeah. it's connected. It's just yeah. love-based, like you were saying. And it's not like, oh, we're alone on Valentine's no, that's Day. Dumb. It's like, no, we're putting the energy out there for like awesomeness, for deliciousness, for sensuality, and we're giving it to each other, but it is like going beyond these walls and we are calling in love. Yes, that's what cooking and you're does. having fun right. doing it and that's what you should be doing. You should be having fun doing it no matter who you're with, alone, girlfriends, boyfriend, whatever. That, it that's where it should not start. not a chore, but something you enjoy. So if you yeah. have to do it with other people and make it a collective activity, that might be then what I that's need. what you do. <laughs> okay, Alana, remind everyone where they can find you and all of these things. for Where they can find it. Yeah. Okay, yes. so I am Ilana Horwich. My website is ilanahorwich.com, E-L-A-N-A-H-O-R-W-I-C-H. On Instagram, I am at Ilana Horwich. My book is called Meal and a Spiel, How to Be a Badass in the Kitchen. It is available where books are sold. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it in stores. But if you would like a signed copy mm. from yours truly, then go to my website, ilanahorwich.com, and you can order a signed copy directly from there. Yes. I'm just so thrilled to have this. It's a beautiful Thank book. Thank you so much for these and for coming. Yes. And shedding light on how we can actually become chefs because it, it sounds more daunting it, it, between yes. all the, like, just thinking about that you need the right supplies, the right ingredients, the right skills, the right imagination, any of the things we talked about earlier that might deter somebody, first start with the book. Start reading. Yeah. yeah in get bed. in bed. No pressure. Right. No pressure to cook. I love it. In in a pressure cooker. Ha ha. <gasps> no, uh, this is great. We're super excited. I'm now I'm like thumbing through this. I'm going to make something from this. Super, I want to skip like, my date and just read. I know. Right. But read it oh, in bed. Yeah. Start there, everybody. <laughs> read this book in bed. And don't forget to tune in next week for an all new episode where we talk more dating and relationship stuff with our guest fitness instructor that we're going to need after all this. No, just kidding. This is healthy stuff. <laughs> Sammy Clark. And don't forget to join the class of master daters. Follow us on social media at complicated show and look for it's complicated podcast wherever you get your podcast tell a friend comment rate buy this damn book and you can find me at lauren leonelli on all the social meets and you can find me at jennifer golden on all the social meets as well and we'll be back next week love Love you a long time you're listening to it's complicated with your hosts jennifer golden and lauren leonelli 